Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is episode 182 of the Parkrun Adventurers. I'm Mark, your co-host for today. And of course, we have the illustrious Mel Urbacker. Oh, I'm not sure I've ever been illustrious before. That's a bit exciting. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. You should come on to do the introductions every week. I look forward to hearing the adjectives you could come up with for me. <laughs> Maybe I could host the prices right, even, or be the voice of the prices right. Uh, well, what people can't see is me doing all the arm movements, the gestures of, well, no, it's not prices right. I'm thinking of Wheel of Fortune with Adriana Exhibitis uh-huh. doing, turning the letters around and then doing the swish. Or Sale of the Century, they do that on the Sale of the Century too, don't they? Are you showing your age now? A bit? Oh, I was just about to say that. Am I showing my age? All these really old game shows that nobody knows about anymore. Yeah, look, you know, so the audience may know, have no idea about Adriana and yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, well, certainly, certainly not outside of Australia because she she is an Australian icon. That one, Indeed. I think. <laughs> have you had a good week, Mark, so far? Yeah, look, it's been it's been an interesting week here in in Canberra. We've had some interesting interesting weather. We've had like just wind gusts going on for a good week, and um, the weather plummeting again. We had five degrees on uh, on Park Run Day, which was a, a bit of a shock. You know, walking over to the start line in t shirt and shorts in the, in that kind of weather when we've had some warm weather beforehand. So yeah, it's been a bit, bit of an interesting week here in Canberra, and um, yeah, no, it's been great. We had the uh, Canberra Times Fun Run on Sunday. Um, we had lots of um, people out and about there that I recognised, which was just great to see. Doesn't the ACT know it's summer now? Oh, look, you know, I think that Canberra does get a little bit confused about the weather, but usually around November it has sorted itself out. Like uh, we, we are well known for having what we call fake spring where, you know, it does get warm and then uh, people get excited and throw out the winter clothes and get the, the dunas off the beds and things like that. And then we'll have a cold snap for another good couple of weeks. Um, but Mother Nature's like, gotcha. Oh, yeah, look, it happens every year. Um, but normally, you know, <laughs> right now, like it's, it was a little bit confusing for five degrees on, on Saturday. But, yeah, looking looking better now. Hmm. Was it PB weather? Did you participate? Were you running or walking at Park Run on the weekend? Where were you? Tell me. Tell me all the things. Well, look, there's been some excitement, I suppose, happening here from for us here in Canberra. We've um, we've got a new uh, parkrun event in Gungarland that's called uh, Wagyu Bridge. Uh, so that's now my new um, parkrun event. So it's a little bit closer to home. It's um, a good distance to run there if I if I want to, which I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and um, it's not too far from my old home parkrun of Gungarland Parkrun. Um, so that's that's our new home, and I'm, I'm now part of the event team there which I'm, I'm really pleased to be part of and uh, so this was event number three for Wagyu Bridge and my second um, event there with um, the family it's been good actually having the family coming out more and more with me to, um, to park run and um, so I've been running with my son James who um, is quite a fast little runner um, my wife's worried that she won't be able to keep up with him so I've, I, I get to run with him and um, for the last two weeks we've actually posted some pretty fast times and um, obviously Week number two was our first event um, running at Wagyu Bridge, and we obviously posted a, a best time then for the first one. And then um, we um, yeah, got another PB again um, on Saturday, and it's uh, she's his fastest five k time ever. So I'm really um, really proud of how he's been going and um, how we're running together. 
That's awesome. Great to hear that you're getting time in with your family and especially making special moments and memories like that with your son. I can't wait till we can start proper park running with Wes where he's going to be participating in the course. Obviously, I'm not trying to wish away the years either. It's quite nice that he's in the pram and I don't have to push it at the moment, but I'm sure the time will come. And so have you popped into your profile and actually changed your home park run to (gasps) Waggy Bridge? No, you know what? I haven't done that. Okay, so it's not real yet then. <laughs> yeah, no. until you have a few clicks of the button on the internet, it's not quite real. Yeah, no. Look, I should do that. I should commit. But um, I, I do think that when it comes to, I have looked at ordering an apricot shirt, and I think I still will get a Gungal and a Wagyu Bridge one though, um, because you know I think that there is some. Still some endearing love back towards your home, your original home park run. Every time I go check out the apricot shirts, they don't have my sizing stock. So I've been out uh, of Well, as soon as they come in stock, I mean, you can never have too many anyway, can you? No, that's true. It's especially not through the summer when everything gets so sweaty and you can't really wear them more than once in a row. That's right. And what about your park run, Dame? Where did you end up? Well, uh, we did have an adventure planned. There was a bit of a get-together happening at Gatton Park Run in Queensland and we were going to head that way. It's about a two and a half hour drive from where I am. However, it turned out that the boys got sick during the week and we decided that it would be better for us if we let them rest a bit more and just park ran a little bit closer to home and kept the sniffles away from the people. So that's what we did. We stayed home at Kiwana. I Uh, ended up volunteering and so here's the thing yes I volunteer a lot at Kiwana but I'm on a tourism streak and I don't want to break it so (laughs) if I run at Kiwana that's it my streak gets broken and uh, I know it's been a while since I ran there but it would halve my streak I think so such is the way things are I was barcode scanning which is great it's always good to to barcode scan every now and again because it's a nice way to refresh your memory of names of people that you might not have quite remembered because you had a baby and (laughs) are forgetting things a little bit more easily um great morning beautiful weather Emmett volunteered with me and he fell asleep promptly to which you know everybody made hilarious comments as they do they all of them they make the same joke repeatedly but it was fun it was a good morning I have to admit I actually haven't fulfilled the barcode scanner role as yet how have you found going to the app and have you had you know any kind of issues with that not at all I love the app every time I use it Barcode scanning in particular is a lot easier. I mean, obviously, it's barcode scanning or timekeeping on the app, but because there's so much more feedback, you've got the visual feedback and it vibrates in your hand when it does it as well, which is always nice. And it's a lot more accurate too. You don't have to worry about if you're hearing the other person's. Yeah, love it. Love it. Very easy. And I think you're going to be training people on how to use it. Have you had a little practice at home, even though you've never used it in the flesh yourself in the volunteer role? Yeah, so I did um, I did download the app and I've, I've had it on my phone for a while and I've, I've had a bit of a play with it and it's pretty easy to use, which is, I think, really convenient for people. And I think that the good thing is that, like we talked about podcasts last week, is it you know, if there is 
a large number of people are struggling with barcode scanning is that anybody can just jump in and then just lend a hand. You don't have to worry about having a you know a barcode scan or any other infrastructure. So, yeah, I think that that's, that's a really cool thing to have. Absolutely. Now, I alluded to it because you didn't mention it yourself, Mark, but this coming week is going to be your first time out run directing at Woggy Bridge. And see, okay, we need to talk about this right now. I say Woggy, you say Wagi or Wagu, or I think I heard you say a Wagu bridge. Like, isn't that a kind of beef? Um, no, there is a, there is an Indigenous interpretation for it. I did look it up a while ago. I can't remember what, what the meaning was. I, you put me on the spot now. Um, but it is Wagu Bridge. And, yes, you're right, um, this weekend is um, first time run directing ever. Our uh, event director, Ian, is uh, off to run a marathon over in New Zealand with a, a bunch of other park runners from um, from Gungahlin and Wagyu Bridge, uh, which is really exciting. So he put the call out to the event team um, a couple of weeks ago and asked who could um, fill in. And I'm like, well, if I look at my Wilson Index challenge tracker that I've got going, I can actually volunteer that week because I've got number four, which is our event number this week. <laughs> so I yeah, put my hand up and throw myself in the deep end and give it a go um, to help out the, the team. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm confident there'll be plenty of people around if anything happens to go wrong with results and things like that. Um, there'll be still some people, you know, in the area that can help me if I need to. Um, and obviously you can ring up the support line, things like that. So um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that everything will go well. Uh, I actually put the call out to my gym today and also invited them to come along um, for people that are interested in parkrun that hadn't been before. Because I know sometimes it can be quite daunting going to parkrun for that first time. Um, so I thought by offering to my gym that, you know, hey, there's a familiar face there. I'll welcome you. I'll talk you through the process. Uh, make sure you don't get lost. And then you can also come and have breakfast with us afterwards. So it'll be interesting to see, um, yeah, if, how that goes. Oh, I really like that. Sharing your first time as a run director with a whole bunch of first-time park runners. Have you got anything extra special planned for your pre-event brief? Yeah, look, one of the things that I actually really like that, um, that Ian has initiated for Wagyu Bridge is that we do the briefing um, on uh, one side of the bridge and then we, we go across the other side of the bridge for the, to the start line. And what, what um, Ian's initiated is that anybody that's celebrating a milestone gets to lead the, um, the pack across the bridge, which I think is really neat. I think it's a, it's a really good uh, kind of way of celebrating a milestone by, by getting that honour of uh, leading the pack. But, um, yeah, looking forward to um, the opportunity this weekend. Well, good luck. Have fun. I'm sure you'll be brilliant. So this week's guest is uh, Ian Shaw, who is the run director at uh, Wagyu Bridge, a new park run here in uh, in Canberra. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Ian. Not a problem. So, Ian, I'm quite interested about how, how Wagyu Bridge came about. How long ago did you start the whole process of getting this new park run up and running? Uh, probably about 18 months in the making. Um, we've Running's pretty big in Gungahlin in the north of Canberra where Wagyu Bridge is um, run. Gungahlin has gone from probably 60, 70 during the winter months up to these days up to 250, over 300 during summer. Um, and 
great community, but the course gets very congested during the, the peak months. So we're looking at another option for the Gungarland runners to uh, for their Saturday morning run. So, um, yeah, about 18 months ago, we started looking around for other options in the Gungarland area. And what was the, the, I suppose, the process from there, from the initial idea to, to getting a park run up and running? Um, well, it actually all started when I, I ran with the run uh, director at the time from Gungarland, out just on a um, doing the rail trails out in Victoria, and I was training actually for my first marathon um, that I tried through my twenties and in late teens, and never actually you know, got through the injuries to get a, a marathon done. So um, here I was, post fifty, running the rail trails in Victoria with the run director or event director from Gungahlin in uh, out of Victoria and just toyed with the idea of, okay, we've got congestion on the course. Um, I've got some thoughts over how we can maybe reduce that congestion. Like we're getting some emails in the inbox, just over nothing major, but just people getting frustrated with the numbers and the, the uh, congestion on the course. And I just ran the idea by him that, um, yeah, what do you think of the idea of running a second park run in Gungahlin? Give the Gungahlin runners a second option on the Saturday morning. And how close are the two courses? I actually live between the two. So I'm 1.6 or 2.3 kilometres away from Gungahlin and it's about 1.6 kilometres away from where um, Waggy Bridge is from where I live. And between the two, I think it's about 2.3, something like that, the uh, gap between the two. That's nice. You could almost squeeze another little park run in between the two of them if you wanted to. I run direct the, the Waggy Bridge as it's being set up. I'm just wondering how long that'll be my Nendi because it went on the weeks that I'm not going to be doing it. I reckon I'll probably be venturing off somewhere else. So I just wonder how long I'll have my Nendi as 1.6 kilometres away. It should be interesting. Yeah, well, the, uh, the weekend just gone was event number three and uh, this week you're, you're away doing a marathon over in New Zealand, which is uh, exciting. Yep. yep. Uh, then you'll be back uh, run directing the following week, and we have spoken in the event team about making sure we're making ourselves available so that you can can knock that Nendi off, which is literally on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it eventually, but, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking at this stage because prior to Waggy Bridge opening, um, my I think my closest park runs um, probably one of the Sydney park runs. So, yeah, I well and truly <laughs> – Got, got on to the, the ones that are within driving distance on a Saturday morning. Um, but, yeah, now got Waggy Bridge launched, yeah, just down the road. What were some of the challenges um, in getting um, getting Waggy Bridge up and running? Not a, not a great deal of challenges. Like there's – because running so strong in Gungahlin, there was a lot of support for it. So when I mentioned it to the event team at Gungahlin, I had straight away some people that were happy to come on board and help me out with the planning process. Um, there's also a Facebook group, the Gunrunners, uh, in Gungahlin as well. So I sort of um, toyed with the idea on some of the runs, organised runs through Gunrunners, and, you know, there's plenty of people that wanted to come on board and, and to support and help out. Um, and, yeah, just going through the fundraising efforts, um, yeah, some of the challenges of, of getting some of the businesses to support, just looking for avenues to, to um, finance the, the operation, we then got to the stage where we were able to put up a, a crowdfunding page and just to give an indication of the popularity and, and um, the interest in running, within the, the first couple of weeks of that crowdfunding page being set up, we'd raised $2,000. So, yeah, it's yeah, a, a big pastime in Gungahlin. I'm keen to know, I mean, obviously the event's only been going for a few weeks, but 
with the idea in mind that it was going to reduce the congestion at Gungahlin, I anticipate it was a, not much of a secret that you were launching in the area, especially with how involved everyone's been. And so I'm imagining event number one probably was very well attended, but how has it actually impacted on the event at Gungahlin in terms of reducing the numbers over there? Early days, I'm keen to see and just map um, the, the attendance at both. Um, I don't know yet what our numbers will settle to. We got three, just under 350 on the launch day, which is, you know, people from um, the surrounding New South Wales areas have come come across to, to have a look at the launch. Um, there was the Yass Park run that, that launched the week before us and, you yeah, got similar numbers at that one. Yeah, oh, it's it's hard to say because we we got a hundred the last two weeks, but um, yeah, I was, we just wonder what once the numbers sort of stabilise and and settle, what will actually be because compared to Gungarland, it's a much more challenging course on an undulating sort of hill section around the Centennial Trail in Canberra. Yeah, so it, I, I anticipate the numbers will grow too over time because where we've got it located, it's an ideal setting of of a new development that's happening in Gungarland. So there's to the, the north of the the Wacky Bridge area, there's um, a whole new suburb that's still yet to open up. So, um, yeah, we might. Who knows? We may end up having similar numbers to what Gungahlin currently experience. Have you noticed uh, amongst the attendance numbers a lot of first timers as well, like brand new first timers to parkrun? There's a few. I've had a couple of parkrunners come up to me and, and ask before the events actually started on the day before the the run brief that runners have come up to me. Um, just asking how it works. Um, we got the Gungahlin Community Council on board to help us with the funding. So they've, they're uh, going to be helping out with some of the volunteer roles and some of the people that are involved through the council have also come along uh, to do the run for the first time. Um, so word of mouth is spreading that way. Yeah, I, I looked down the list of the results and there's quite a few first-timers and whether that's first-timers to to our run or first-timers to the park run in general, it's yeah, there's a few there that have actually got onto parkrun through yeah, through the launch. Now, Ian, many parkruns in, in Australia have uh, icons or, or things that are attracted to them. Um, we've got the, the emus up in uh, Nambour and um, Albert in Melbourne. Uh, have got the black swans. What's unique to Wagyu Bridge? Well, there has been some rumours. Like it's uh, the, the bridge that's been built, um, I work at the school, the high school um, across the ovals nearby, and the bridge was originally built to connect the communities of Moncrief and Amaru. When they, that suburb was being developed, the, the residents in that area were pretty much isolated from uh, public transport, from uh, the shopping centre, from the school, from the oval use. So the bridge has gone up um, and has actually connected the communities together. So that the date we've launched the park run, it's actually been ideal timing for um, yeah, just getting that connection going between the, the communities and to establish a Saturday morning community is, yeah, I think it's going to yeah, pay dividends for, for the growth of that, that area. Um, but, yeah, since it's launched, uh, the bridge itself is on a frost-resistant um, platform and as the runners trap across it, it makes a bit of a racket. So there's some rumours going around that there's a troll that lives under the bridge and... As the parkrunners go through, we can hear sort of the grumbling and moaning from this troll happening from underneath the bridge. And the very first photo that was taken as the runners took off, um, it, they seem to have a greater pace happening than what they do at a regular parkrun. So we just wonder whether 
we've disturbed the slumber of this this troll that lives under the bridge. I would love some audio recorded of that, please. Send it in, Ian. Well, stay tuned. I was certainly hoping that's where you were headed with that, that there was going to be something under the bridge. So uh, Wagyu Bridge, it, it is a bit of a different course to, to Gungahl and Park Run, which is, um, as we've alluded to, only a couple of kilometres away. How, how would you describe the, um, the, the course um, of Wagyu Bridge? It actually um, caters for, for all, all sets of the community, which, which is what the, the goal was. When I was exploring options for the, the track, I'd actually gone through a lot of the courses in the Victoria area, places where I like to run, and one of the locations I went to was Castlemaine Park Run, which is a, a, a nice small, smallish community, and their their course is on a three-loop circuit. And talking to the, the run director of the day, he said that sort of setup is ideal because it means that those that aren't up to running the full five kilometres on their first attempt can build up to it. So they quite often would have park runners that would turn up, they'd register, but wouldn't log their first actual park run until maybe a month into uh, coming along. Um, it just meant that they could do um, yeah, one or one or two laps, um, and then once they've built up the, the fitness, they could then do you know, walk or, or jog the three laps and get their first park run registered. So when we're looking at the area, um, there was a number of options, an out-and-back option, looking at the loop around the Wakey Bridge circuit itself, and that was the preferred option from the, the event team with that in mind that people new to park run um, that were maybe looking for a change in life to get themselves fit again and active, um, that the pressure's not there to, to actually complete the 5K until they're ready to. And that's the general feedback we've received already that um, for the, the um, season runners, it's a challenging course if they push themselves. Like there's some, a lot of undulations on the, on the course. Um, but for the casual walkers who just enjoy that Saturday morning stroll and walk around the track, um, yeah, they've come back to us with feedback on the views across the Gungarland area at the top of the, the far side of, of Waggy Bridge. Um, so, I mean, it, one side it's undulating. It's got probably one steep descent, um, but nothing over-challenging in that um, you can be uh, just a casual runner and it, it's an easy course to run. Um, but having said that, Gungarland down the road is a completely flat circuit around Yerubi Pond. Um, yeah, so in comparison, it's a, it's a slightly harder course, but, yeah, there's, there are challenges there for the runners who, who really go out and try to push themselves. It sounds awesome. And you've been previously involved with Gungahlin Parkrun, Ian. So can you tell us a little bit about your Parkrun story? How did you first get into it? Oh, through a teacher friend. Um, just saw her posts on Facebook where she was putting up photos of herself or, or tag herself in photos from the Gungahlin Parkrun. Um, and I just kept seeing that it appear in her feed every Saturday morning um, and saw that it was a regular thing. So I queried her on it and that's how I found out and how I got into Parkrun, just through the social media. So, um, yeah, 2014 is when I first got into Parkrun and the Gungahlin Parkrun at that stage I think was up to about number event 23 or 24 or something. So, um, yeah, I've run pretty much every weekend or volunteered ever since. And you have done a bit of uh, adventuring yourself. So where are some of the other parkrun events you've been to? I, I'm biased. So I say that Gungahlin's still my favourite course, but I've, I love going through Victoria. There's some really good good runs in Victoria. I've got a weakness for the Murray River, so I like all the events along the Murray River. Bairnsdale, I remember travelling down to Bairnsdale. Um, at the time, the river was in flood so the course of the event was closed on the day so I had to get up early and then drive an hour down the road to sail and that one sticks in the memory. 
because I messaged the event director the night before and um, yeah, got involved with the chat and a really, really positive, nice community, that one. So, yeah, that one really stands out as one of my, my favourite ones. When you were describing Gungarland before you uh, intimated about the, obviously Gungarland's got a reputation for being a fast um, parkrun course. Um, on the on the weekend, the, we saw a, a bit of a record maybe being set at um, Gungarland. Yes, that's the thing about Parkrun too. I've made so many connections with with other people that I wouldn't normally have connected with, um, including people across Canberra. The group that I run with had one of their friends from the south side come across and, and he was told that Gungarland's a flat course, it's fast. He was after a, a fast Parkrun himself, so he came across and trialled the event and he's got the coach, Brad Croker, who lives in the area, who does a lot of the Mulligan flat running. Um, would come out and just watch him and give him tips before he, he went for a personal best on the course itself. And through his coach's running feed, he can see, he's, he saw the areas that he, he'd run. He said, oh, I'd like to explore some of those areas. Can you take us, take us for a tour through your local running tracks, which we did. And from that, we set up a messenger group. Um, and what turns out to be a, an elite runner has joined that messenger group in Matt Robbie. Um, and he's been training um, with the intentions of, of pushing for a pram run record or, or just a fast pram run. And last weekend or just last Saturday gone was the weekend that he decided to go for it. So, yeah, that was a big event on the on the Saturday. And I've had my, my messenger go off all weekend ever since. So what time did he run Gungahlin in with the pram? 15.29. So he's um, he comes from Wagga um, where he's got the course record there and he runs – from memory, I think he's about a 1450 runner on that course. So he's got the course record for Wagga. And our messenger group had just spurring, been spurring him. I said, oh, no, I'm, a, I'm an outsider. I've come. I've moved to Canberra. I don't want to take other people's um, times off them. But we said, no, you've lived here long enough. You're a local. Yeah, spurring him on and got him to post his runs through um, social media and start to take some of the crowns around the area. Um, he said, oh, but I'm, I'm treating on someone else's space. But, no, we've worked on him and – that sort of morphed into developing because he goes with his daughter, runs around the neighbourhood with his daughter, and we often joke that the pace he runs pushing the pram, which for him is just a tempo run, is a run we do a park run flat out. And he's then shown us that he can go much faster with a, a, a pram pusher running pram, and it sort of grew from there that would send him um, world records for marathon pace, half marathons, and I think there was a – a lady recently that ran with three toddlers in a pram doing a 311 marathon. Um, so, you know, some of the banter on our, our messenger group has spurred him on to, to give the um, Gungarlan track a run with his pram. So he was away from camp for about a month and trained up with his pram and came over during the week last week with all the, the strong winds that were happening in Canberra and still managed to smash out a pretty fast 5K around the circuit. And then Saturday was the day and he pushed out the 15.29. That's just incredible. I think we'll have to have a, a chat with Matt about his experiences sometime in the future. I, I certainly could use some tips. My pram experiences at Parkrun tend to be of the walking variety. I guess in the elite world, there's not really a lot of opportunities for um, participating with your child in a pram. You know, there's no pram Olympics, is there? No. And Zena, his daughter, loves it. Like, she'll, that's her nap time during the day when he goes out running. So, yeah, it's a, he'll often post, um, yeah, that he's gone taking his daughter for an extra 10 kilometers because she's fallen asleep. So he's extended the time she could sleep. <laughs> that's one way to do it. It's, it's, 
fascinating to watch and, and sort of follow his progress. There's a whole whole other podcast, I think, right there. But that's pretty exciting when you have those sorts of things happen. It's one end of the spectrum that you don't necessarily expect as well. A fast pram runner at an event must have been very exciting for everybody. And his uh, coach, Brad, is also the uh, the host of the Inside Running podcast, um, which is another fantastic running podcast to check out as well. Very cool. So, Ian, you mentioned earlier the gun runners and – I'm assuming that's, you know, your running club that's obviously based in Gungahlin. Was that a club that came out of Parkrun or has just been really supportive of Parkrun because obviously they see the community benefits of it? It's not an official club. It's um, it's actually, it has come as a result of Gungahlin Parkrun being established in Gungahlin. Um, so I first heard about it. I joined Gungun Park Run when I was about at event number 23, 24, around, around that time. And maybe after about three or four months of running on social media, I think there was a group that posted, um, who's, who's wanting to come out midweek to, to do some training runs and, um, just sort of a training, shared training group started up through the Gungun Park Run. I didn't join it initially because I'm an evening runner rather than a, an early morning runner. Um, yeah, with my teaching, I often need to get to work to set things up in the morning. And, um, yeah, so no, I didn't really join the gun runners back then, but I, I knew it was there. But that would have been about half a dozen to a dozen people initially. Um, and they just then, instead of doing just one run a week, it then grew to a couple of runs a week. Then they established a, um, a social media um, website for, you know, just people to, to, put up and post runs that they're going to do. And that's grown from half a dozen, a bit like Parkrun itself, it's grown from a small number to oh, it'd be over 500 people that have, have um, signed up to or joined the Facebook group. Yeah, I'm part of the, um, the, the gun runners as well, Mel, and um, it's, it's been amazing for me to have that, um, yeah, particularly online support uh, to answer questions and things like that through the, the, the group. The, the support you get, and it really is a social kind of a group and a wide variety of different runners. It's, um, it's been amazing, and um, I certainly appreciate the, the support that, um, that I've gotten out of, um, out of that group. Yeah, the stories that have come out of it too. I mean, I've, I've mentioned earlier that um, – I looked to run a marathon in my late teens, early to mid-20s, and um, just the the level of training I was putting myself through that I, I, my body would always um, succumb to injury, so I never got to run that marathon that I was going to, and I, I given up, gave up the idea. And it wasn't until I joined the gun runners that I saw people posting, you know, they've, they've run their marathon for the first time or they've, they've – um, yeah, similar to the parkrun stories, people have gone from a sedentary lifestyle to an active lifestyle through, you know, the support of the gun runners. And, um, you know, what you find in, in parkrun communities around Australia when you visit them is you get that same level of support. Um, and gun runners is no different. It does the same thing. And from that, um, I then set a goal of running half marathon and I succeeded with that one. And then, you know, it's someone on a on a group run, you know, I, I told them the story about, yeah, I was going to do a marathon in my 20s and I never got around to it. I, I tried about three or four times to succumb to injury. And just a simple comment from one of the other gun runners saying, oh, you're up for it, you can do it. And I thought, well, what if I try one more time? And since then, which was about, well, July last year, I've now clocked up, Queenstown will be my fifth marathon and I've done one ultra marathon. So it's a very powerful group. Yeah, the social running that yeah, people are so supportive and um, motivating, and just to read the stories that 
what people go through and and the exhilaration they feel when they run the marathon for the first time. It's yeah, it's been an amazing group to be a part of. Oh, it's wonderful to hear that you've got such a supportive community around you in Gungal and and in general with Parkrun and your local club, even if it's not an official club. We're all about the unofficial around here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Ian, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been lovely chatting to you and hearing all about Woggy Bridge. I think I need to add it to my list and get down that way and visit to see the troll or at least hear him. I wonder whether Scott will come out and, and visit. I know how much he loves bridges, but this one, yeah, would be up there as one of the better bridges in Park Run. He listens, so I'm sure he's probably made a mental note if he's not added it to his big wish list that he's got. He's got like a, a human-sized wish list at home. Ah, very good. Howdy park runners, Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today I'm down at the lovely sunny Inverloch. We started park run today in blue skies and by the end of park run, it, I think the sun might have been up above the clouds and the rain was coming in horizontally. I've got a couple of lovely ladies with me today that are touristing down at Inverloch. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves and say where you're from? Hi, I'm Elsa and I'm from um, Essex in the UK. And I'm Louisa. I'm originally from the UK, but living in Melbourne. Beautiful. And uh, you come down to Sunny Inverloch today. I can only assume possibly for an eye for the alphabet, or is it just you were down this way today? Yeah, yeah. Had a have a holiday house down here, so spending right. the weekend in the um, sunny and rainy weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't like the weather, wait ten minutes. It'll change. Also, <laughs> uh, oh, we're so. From the South End in the UK, where's the normal home park run? Um, South End Park Run, yeah. And uh, today's numbers at Inverloch, you were, uh, you came in maybe a little bit lower in the numbers than normal? Yeah, my highest finishing <laughs> number. Normally somewhere in the 300s, so getting 76 was uh, one of my tops. <laughs> <laughs> well done, top 100, cruising it in. <laughs> That's it. And uh, the home park run, describe it, is it... Um, is it around a track or where, what is the home park run? Um, so it's on the seafront, but it goes around a, a park on the seafront. So I like my seafront runs. Okay, so seafront to seafront. Yeah, yeah. Probably absolutely. the wrong time of the year for uh, <laughs> in block another month and you could wander about 50 metres down and have a swim in the ocean. Yeah, Don't, none, none of that going on at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not recommending it here today yeah. either, just quietly. <laughs> so how many different park runs have you run at? Um, this would be my probably sixth different park run. Yep. Yeah, but number in 30 something. Okay, so, so, so working towards the, uh, the yeah, red shirt as a start. That's it, 50 next year, hopefully. Yep, beautiful. <laughs> and how about yourself? Where would you consider to be home? Oh, home, Studley Park, probably, but I've only done about three or four park runs in my life, so definitely not um, a regular like <laughs> these other people, but giving it a go. Beautiful. Our bridge is much smaller than Subway yeah, Park's bridge. Yeah. So. And it's a lot flatter at track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ran Stubbley about a month ago. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice one. Oh, well, enjoy the rest of the day Thanks and uh, very much. yeah, hope you enjoyed Inverloch. Thank you. Thank you. G'day, Park Run Adventurers. It's Lyndall. And uh, today I'm checking in from Augustine Heights Park Run. I've. Um, Made the probably about half hour drive west of Brisbane to keep my uh, tourist streak running and to get my Nendi. 
Um, just as I've rolled up, it's a looks like a nice little community of runners here. Um, I was just standing and, and just saw a couple of runners making friends and introducing themselves to each other. So what a surprise, another friendly park run. Um, I'm going to check out the briefing, go for a run and try and catch a few people on the other side. Okay, post park run, I've caught up with Sam, or she's caught up with me. Sam, you followed me around the course today. I did. I was making lovely comments about your butt the whole way because it was so motivating. It was awesome. <laughs> okay, a motivating butt. <laughs> I haven't heard that before, but thank you. Claim it. Just claim it. <laughs> um, and I, um, it was your first time that you'd run the course today. Yeah, so normally I was saying to you on the way around, normally I get to the first hill, which I think is about one and a half and um, it's a colossal hill and I just look at it and go I can't run that and so I stop and that's the beginning of the end like from then I run a bit and I stop a bit and I run a bit and I stop a bit and I always make the course but I've never run the course never made it the whole way and today's the day today is the day <laughs> I made the whole course and I had to because it was your fault because at about the three kilometer mark you're like you have to do the whole thing now I was like no you're right I have to like how disappointed would I be if I've made it 3k and 4k and four and a half k and I don't make it to the end exactly so yeah. I'm glad I could help <laughs> you I'm so grateful thank you so much Linda you're very welcome now um how did you get into parkrun and is this your local parkrun yeah, so this is my local. I've known of Parkrun for a long time. They used to um, run past a house I lived in at 7 o'clock in the morning. You're trying to sleep in on a Saturday and you can hear all the feet in the boardwalk. Doof, 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 doof. <laughs> and, um, so I've known of it for years, but I just had baby number four recently. And after four kids, I kind of went, I need something. And this gives me an excuse to get out of the house and leave all the children at home with dad. And I've got a legitimate excuse to leave without them. Yes. So this morning, everyone was crying. And I went, goodbye, I'm going to Parkrun. <laughs> And I left, and it was wonderful. <laughs> and so, how long do you want to do this interview for? For a little while, so that you don't have to go home just yet? Yeah, you've got like an hour or so, right? A coffee, <laughs> maybe a lunchtime drink. I mean, how long you got? <laughs> All right, so Parkrun's been a really great part of your life. And um, have you made some connections and friends here in the community with Parkrun? Yeah, there's um, a couple of people who I've had a chat to, a lady who I bumped into just this morning, who I've, again, I've seen the back of her many a time, and today's the first time I had a chat to the front of her. <laughs> so, um, but I think that's the thing about Parkrun is like you don't necessarily even need the names, but you've got the friendly faces and the smile and you bump into someone. I ran past someone in my local street the other day and I saw him today at Parkrun. So, you know, Parkrun people are everywhere. They are. We're infiltrating society. <laughs> they really are. My husband calls it a park cult. So, you know. <laughs> it really is for you. I mean, you go, you go around hunting cult members. Like. <laughs> I've never quite thought of it that way. <laughs> Maybe there's something wrong here. <laughs> All right, Sam. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. And congratulations on running your first 5Ks. Thank you so much for being the motivation to get me there. Anytime. Now, I've tracked down Andrew, the run director for today here at... Now, tell me what this place is called. Augustine, Augustine or Augustine? Uh, people say it all different. I say August, Augustine Heights. I say Augustine Heights. A lot of people say Augustine Heights. Well, that's what I said in my intro. I don't know whether I'm right or not. Not sure. <laughs> Question time, Parliament. <laughs> you say potato, I say potato. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. We know where we are. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this morning you had a few extra visitors. A couple of the other local park ones have closed through to possible bushfires, is that right? Yeah, just to reduce the hazard. There's plenty of smoke in the air today, plenty warm enough, and so um, uh, Green Bank's shut and uh, also White Rock, and so some visitors from there. But numbers were down still. I think the heat's kept them away. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty hot one. It was hot yesterday. It was plenty warm enough yesterday. 
And I've travelled from Brisbane to the western suburbs where it's hotter on a hot day. How's that for commitment? It's that's good. That's good. It's always hotter out here. It yeah. Is. <laughs> All right. So um, Augustine, Augustine. Augustine, Augustine yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yes. How long, tell us about that. How long have you had this parkrun going? And Yeah, so this uh, parkrun started in 2013, April, I think. And uh, and so been running since then there. Uh, we've had a few few runs, a few events cancelled um, um, due to huge downpours. Uh, and so sometimes the course can get flooded a little bit and um, with some water water over the course in places. But um, yeah, every weekend we're here. Uh, Excellent, like every parkrun, every weekend. Um, how about you? How did you get into parkrun and volunteering? So I started running. Um, I was a hockey player and then gave that away and uh, thought I can do something in my own time. So I started uh, started running uh, with some inspiration from a guy called Clay Dawson. Some people might be familiar with him. And uh, and so he, he encouraged me to come along to Augustine Heights parkrun. And, uh, and so that's it. And so I'm, I'm on. The rest is history, and you started volunteering. I started volunteering. Um, I think after my third park run, uh, I thought I've Fantastic. done three. I need to volunteer. Um, I've got to put in and help. And so, uh, and then uh, I've done plenty of volunteers. And then uh, Phil Cutcliffe, um, the original or one of the uh, event directors for a time here, he hooked me into uh, um, being a director, run director. And it's easy, right? It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You meet lots of people. It's just good to encourage people um it's actually uh nice to have a day off running especially a day like today when it's so hot yeah so you timed that well didn't yeah you? yeah it was perfect <laughs> oh, right. i wasn't disappointed <laughs> all righty well thank you so much for talking to me today thank you for everything that you've done and the other run directors have done here in building this community park run it's a really nice little course um how would you describe it a few hills in there yeah it's uh mm, Depending on your pace, it can be like 40 seconds to a few minutes um, slower than um, a flat park run. It's yeah, there are some awesome hills. It's a two-lap course, and so you get through the hills once, and you got to set off again. So yeah, I decided after that big hill, I, I ran up, ran it up at the first time, and said to myself, you "Run up at the first time, you can walk the second time." And then I found another lady who was pacing off me, and I thought, "I can't walk. I've got to run." Uh, <laughs> Keep running with the last last 500. You've got a, got a good downhill for the last 500 metres. Yeah, so you can finish strong. This is a good thing about hills. For every uphill, there's a downhill. Yeah, you never get back. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Thanks for hosting me here today at whatever we wherever we are. Augustine Heights, Augustine Heights yep. in Ipswich, west of Brisbane. Thanks very much, and I'll see you again another time. No worries. Now, I've caught up with Simon. Simon, you have just scanned in for the 100th time at Parkrun. Yes, my local Parkrun here. I do this um, majority of the time, but I, we do travel quite a bit, so I do a couple, a couple of other runs around the country. All right, so you're a bit of a tourist. You're in the right place. This is the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, we travelled a couple of years ago. So I mean, I've done Darwin, um, Kalanara, Kalgoorlie, sort of through there. Um, only when you're travelling, being somewhere on a Saturday, that actually happens. Uh, Kai Bar recently, and then way back after his rock went to the Emerald, of course, because that's the only E in Queensland. Yes. Um, so yeah, I've got 20, 20 out of twenty-six of the letters of the alphabet that I've been working on. So. Right. So, so did you know that there's only twenty-five letters? So you actually got only five to go. Well, yeah. So I guess X is the one missing, but yeah. it's not. It's not even X in New Zealand, so there's not much point going there either. <laughs> 
So, uh, they say ex-mouth, but that's an E, so, um, yeah, yeah. There, no, that's right. So. And you've already got your, got your E. Yeah, I've got my E, yes, yes, yes. That was one of the main things of travelling last year, yes. We did 11,000 kilometres to get the E. I mean, that was, well, two things had to happen on that trip, was, uh, you know, get to Ayers Rock and Emerald, so and Emerald. that was fine, yes, yes. So, two ticks. Two ticks, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, yes. So, I've only got a few to go, and I've got, I've got three E marked to do, you know, just around here, so that, that'll happen shortly what about so I really wanted them done before I change age brackets but that's not gonna happen either so, right. so anyway you can't have everything no you can't so I got my hundred <laughs> in before I change age brackets so that's all fine anyway so that's, that's great a hundred park runs obviously you've done a lot of them here um, and a lot of them away you lot here a lot away but white rock just over from us is our is handy as well so um, sort of mix and match between here and, and, and white rock really but um, my I, that, that, they're, they're, the, they're the two normal ones I go to, but yeah. try and do as many other like ones as possible. Yep. And you volunteer a bit too, I hear. Oh, that's crept up, yes. I think I've got 30 odd <laughs> volunteers as well. So that, uh, that's just because, yeah, because it happens, that's fine. So that's all good. It's you know, part of park run. It's part of park run, yes. I would say <laughs> if it weren't volunteers, it wouldn't happen. So, um, so that's fine. So, yep. And I think just about every volunteer, I mean, park when I've been do they end up with enough people at the last minute some, some yeah. of them will fill the spot but yeah, yeah no it's, it's good no. Yeah. now you were also outed when in the speech this morning um when we acknowledged the milestones you were also outed as the phantom lawnmower of uh Augustine Heights as well yeah the top top part of the park run the grass it grows sort of on oh, winter when it's dewy sort of sort of ankle high and it's a pain of a morning when you're running to get your shoes all wet so uh, I used to try on a Friday to um, well it was at least once a month I had to actually had to mow a couple of other things at the time so I used to sneak <laughs> past here but but actually in the meantime my son has confiscated all my mowers so I can't do that sort of thing anymore <laughs> he's <laughs> confiscated because, your mowers yeah, yeah because I was doing a little bit of that sort of stuff that he didn't uh, not, not necessarily here but some other jobs that I shouldn't have been doing so yeah right. but anyway well, is he going to become the phantom lawnmower at Augustine Heights? No, no, I'll still keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> so I can, I can go and borrow a mile once a month or whatever it is when I need to. It's, it's okay. It's not so bad now, but yes, it was yes. good. But, but so we travel a fair bit, so there have been a few few you know, times have been missed, but it doesn't matter anyway. We, no. we get there. <laughs> you get there. I mean, look, wet shoes, you know, you can deal with that. But how lovely. What a really nice little touch that you do for your, oh, well, for your park on friends here. Well, actually, there's... Oh, so three people in, in hierarchy in the park run here, whatever else, said, yeah, you know, sort of, yeah, you know, knew it well, so I knew about it, but, you know, didn't, yeah, did it because, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, yeah, they were helpful. Yes. Yeah, but somebody said to me this morning that they even said to you one day, oh, someone's mowed this, isn't that nice? And you, you kept it mum and didn't, didn't let on. Well, I said, yeah, somebody has mowed it, yes. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> they, did, they didn't say, did you mow it? No, somebody else mowed it, yes. So the question was, yeah, it's been mowed, yes, it has. <laughs> But, uh, oh dear! Well, good on you. So, yeah, but I, I, I got into park run actually a bit bullied. I had my four older children were doing it, and of course they all dropped out. But my grandson that says out running what else? So he he was left. So I used to keep bringing him what else? So yeah, we sort of grew from there. But yeah. uh, until he was until he turned eleven, he had to walk with me, which is a a bit of a pain <laughs> for him. He's fine now. <laughs> but <laughs> that go. was a few years ago. Yeah, but no, it's been great fun. It's been been good. I mean. Uh, and very sort of social too, you know. This yep. is a good light here. I mean, other park. Well, I sort of, um, well, I don't, I don't run, but I walk fairly quickly. So I'm usually in the middle of that bunch. Yep. 
um, park runs out recently. I mean, by the time I got back, everybody had gone. But, but <laughs> it's quite amazing, actually. But other places you go to, you know, they're still around for now later. So, but it's just quite, great fun, you know. Good travelling, all, all good people, all out for the same, you know, sort of reason. And, you know, getting out the door is fine. 5K, sort of, everybody should be able to do 5K somehow, you know. So, that's good. So, my and my time's been consistent for the whole, you know, every time. But, I mean, I've... Did a couple of personal bests back then, but I mean, my time's consistent, so I'm happy with that. That's fine. Yeah, get you out every week. Every week, whatever else, yeah, it's good. It's good. Get so. you around to Emerald and yeah, Bears yeah, Rock and all sorts yeah. of places. So it's just to be somewhere <laughs> on a Saturday when park runs on, yeah. so that's that's the that's the hardest thing. But that's no, good. It's all good. So, take a couple more letters off yet, and I'll be right. Then you'll get there. Else. Yes. Yeah, you'll have to find something else. <coughs> there's there's lots to choose from, and I'm sure you'll find one. Well, thank you so much, no, and congratulations again on your hundred park runs. It's a big achievement and, um, yeah, obviously a big part of the community here at Augustine Heights, Simon, so well done. That's been very good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it all <laughs> and keep going too. It's all good. Thank you. Two old faves back reporting in from their localities. Talk was at Inverloch and Lindell at Augustine Heights this week. Thanks, team. I, I say old in terms of not your age but how long we've loved you. <laughs> radio silence from Ken though after the uh, the challenge was thrown down last week. No no roving reports from him this week? Not yet, not yet. But I don't know how fast Cam listens to the podcast. He may not have even heard the challenge was out yet. Or he may just be creatively conspiring behind the scenes to take on the challenge and make Mel Ellis a little bit unhappy with how quickly he sorts it out. Oh, surely he can't do a bribery. Well, it's too late for that, isn't it? <laughs> if you'd done a Bradbury, it would have been this week. <laughs> oh, we'll be, uh, we'll be checking out next week then and see if uh, we hear from Cam. Yes, but there can be only one Bradbury, Mark. You know that. <laughs> well, Mel, it's been a big um, couple of weeks in uh, particularly New South Wales and Queensland with um, bushfires already starting quite early in the bushfire season. And uh, tragically, we have seen already loss of life and property um, in these affected areas and Last week, we saw a number of park runs rightfully uh, cancelled so that uh, everyone could uh, focus on their own uh, properties and um, allow people to volunteer in their different roles within RFS-style um, facilities. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's already been a, a big couple of weeks um, this early in the, in the bushfire season. We're just having catastrophic times with bushfires of late. It's just pretty devastating, actually, obviously, Everybody's safety is paramount and whether that be safety on the course or safety trying to get to the course, you know, these are our parkrun communities and the fires are affecting people's lives all over the place and at all times. It's not just parkrun day. So thoughts are going out to the event teams who are cancelling and to the communities that are being affected by the fires. But happier thoughts, Mark. We Every time you co-host with me, there seems to be terrible things happening. So... Let's let's move on to some more happy places. New beginnings for you. You're starting as a run director this coming weekend, so that's exciting. We talked about that a little bit earlier. But did you know, and you probably don't because I had a week off and forgot to mention it last week, I actually stood down as event director of Kiwana Park Run a fortnight ago. Oh, wow. How, how do you feel about that? Oh, it's a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. It's... You know, five and a half years of being 
the event director there, or at least at the least a co-event director sharing the role with some pretty amazing people. It, I didn't think I was going to get emotional about it because I absolutely thought it was time and it was time, definitely was time, but I did get emotional about it when I, when I acknowledged it and it, uh, told everybody it was happening and that, because I kind of sprung it on the park runners, uh, on the community, they, they didn't know it was coming and yeah, so I think it was a bit of a shock to some of the crowd. I got heaps of hugs. It was a lovely huggy morning. I did get a little bit choked up and uh, I had thought through my head all the things that I would say and all the people who I'd thank and in the end I just blurted it out and spent about 20 seconds telling everyone and that was it and then I, I had regret about not thanking Adam for all his support behind the scenes and things like that but it's well absolutely liberating to have handed it over to somebody else. Ian Wilson is the new event director. He's going to be brilliant. He already is brilliant. He's very organised and much loved among the community and has been a long-term run director as well on the event team before taking on the ED role. So I have every faith and um, confidence that the event is under fantastic custodianship. And, of course, it was never my event, you know. We're all just custodians and people taking care of these uh, wonderful community events for whatever period of time it is. So it was um, nice to hand it over, a little bit sad to hand it over. But Was there a, a symbolic ceremony, like a passing over of like a barcode scan or something like that to Ian? Well, the that's day? the thing with the app now. This, <laughs> all those things are kind of archaic and I'm not going to give him my phone, am I? Because it's my phone. <laughs> And technically, you're not supposed to, when you're undirecting, you're not supposed to let anyone else use your phone to scan or or timekeep because you need it available for emergencies. So, I, I did think about that ahead of time, whether or not, like, what, what could I do? But like I said, in the end, I just kind of blurted it out and probably to the casual eye, it was like I'd spur of the moment decided to do it <laughs> because it was that bad. But you're not here. Rovest completely, so that's okay. Yeah, well, look, I'm still on the team. I'm still run directing. I'm run directing this coming weekend, actually. And there are a lot of assumptions, I think, that people have made. It's probably more than anything people have made the assumption that, oh, she's got two small kids now and she just can't handle it anymore or, or doesn't want to handle it or whatever. And I would like to unequivocally put that concept to rest because at no point has having both my boys been a barrier to be able to perform my role as an event director. It's not about having the kids and taking too much on in that respect. It's just that it was time, you know. Uh, people talk about a, a tenure and things like that and, well, is three years a good time? Is five years a good time? Is I think it really varies depending on the person. For some people, a year is enough. For others, they like to do things a little bit longer and I think the event will benefit from having somebody fresh to the role of course I'm still there to to support Ian and yeah it's not because I couldn't I'm a firm believer that anyone can do anything but they can't do everything and so this is one of the things that I've chosen 
to step away from so I could do other things. Yeah, well, I think that that's that's your you're right, and uh, it is important to have that um, the balance across everything that you're doing. So, you know, it wouldn't have been an easy decision to make, and well done for making it. Yeah, and I mean, time for some more adventures. Something we chatted to Ian about a little bit earlier in the interview, Mark, was about marathons and how he thought he would never never do a marathon and things like that. And I've actually got the perspective that your running career can go for a really long time. And my experience of this is based purely and simply about parkrun and meeting people who didn't do their first marathon until they were in their mid-60s and things like that. And I think, oh, well, okay. I've got plenty of time, you know, I don't have to rush and I don't have to do a marathon this year or next year or in five years because you could do it when you're 70 or 80. And as an example, last weekend, the fine gentlemen Simon Nash and Hamish Campbell down at Rhodes Park Run organised the Sydney chapter of the Octogenarian Meetup. Uh, for 2019 and they had 20 park runners who were over 80 years young coming along from around Sydney, the Central Coast and the Wollongong area to participate at park run and, and have a general octogenarian natter, which I just think is awesome. Have you got plans to be running until you're in your 80s or 90s, Mark? Look, that would be amazing. I think that that's the thing about running, isn't it? Is that, you know, the more you run, it's, um, it's buying you years from, from what I keep reading. So, yeah, why not? Um, you know, what an amazing group, though, that these, um, they, they had there at Rhodes. They even had, um, Adrian, I think, who actually normally runs at, um, North Sydney. He's, um, 93 years, um, out there as well on the day. So what a, what a great initiative that they did out there at Rhodes. Indeed. And I would love to be present at one of these octogenarian events at some point. I know they had one in Queensland down at Cleveland Park Run a couple of months ago. I think it was in August. And yeah, a wonderful initiative. And I'm sure all the participants, young and old, and whether or not they're in the age bracket or not, really have a good time and take a lot of inspiration from it. So well done, event teams, for getting involved on those sorts of things. And yeah, like I said, I really hope to be at one in the future. Well, Mark, you're coming up on your first ever Run Direct this coming weekend, but you've just nailed your second time out at co-hosting the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. How do you feel? Oh, look, it feels fantastic. It's, um, yeah, it's good to yeah, be on the podcast and uh, and support uh, what Parkrun Adventures is all about. Well, thank you for having. I was going to say thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you can come back again next week, no? I can come back again. Excellent. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> free park run for you this weekend. Well, your choice. Awesome. I'm going to take you up on that offer. And thanks also for chatting to me, Mark. I, I really appreciate it. No problems at all. More than happy to jump on the podcast and, uh, and have a chat with you and uh, you know, share, share stories with uh, the Parkrun Adventurer listeners. 